Welcome everyone to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I'm the host of this podcast and the creator of Balance by Megan. On this podcast, we talk about all things yoga, wellness, health, and spirituality with guests from around the world. So grab your crystals, grab your essential oils, and let's dive into it. And I started to experience probably just anxiety attacks, but the moment I did not know what that felt like. And so for me, I was like, oh my God, I'm having palpitations at night. Like what is going on with my life? And so I took my, my butt to a doctor and I was so blessed because this doctor listened to me, held space for me and literally was like, didn't give me any pills or anything. I was like, I think love, you're just experiencing stress and that's okay. You know, I think you should try yoga. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life. If you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Megan Farrell. I'm the host of the podcast, creator of Balance by Megan, an international yoga and meditation teacher, wellness and lifestyle coach, and self-love advocate. If you've been listening to the show for a while now, thanks for joining us once again. That clip was from our guest at the show, Jennifer Madrid. Jennifer is the creator of She Vibes High, a platform for empowering women to step into their feminine power. Creation lives in the divine feminine, and whether you are looking to create your own business, manifest your dream life, travel the world, or all of the above, it begins with connecting within. Jennifer's mission is to activate the necessary mindset shifts to radically change your life so you can begin to live from an inner sense of knowing your power. This episode was so much fun. Jennifer is such a wealth of knowledge. I do want to give you a heads up. I want to let you know that she joined me all the way from Bali. And so as you can imagine, at some points, our audio kind of overlaps with each other. I tried my best to edit it out, but I just wanted to give you a heads up because it does happen once or twice throughout the episode. But regardless, it is such a good episode. You're going to gain so much knowledge. She is such a loving energy, such a loving personality, and I know you're going to love it regardless of those overlaps. Before we dive into today's episode, though, a quick few announcements. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my 30-day transformation series, a yoga series designed to inspire and empower you to make a positive change in your life, your body, and in your mind. This series will give you the tools to build strength, flexibility, and balance in your body. It will also give you the guidance in how to practice meditation and quiet the mind from the chaos of our day-to-day life. This course was created to get you started on your yoga journey. In this course, you will get 30 days worth of yoga and meditation videos, a couple of recipes to keep you healthy on your transformation journey, a calendar to keep track of your progress, and so much more. This course is my baby. I designed it with you in mind. It's how I got started on my yoga journey five years ago, and the changes that I have made have been so significant and have been so positive that I wanted to give you the chance to change your life as well. Make sure you click the link in the show notes below to get access to my 30-day transformation series. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Fabletics. Fabletics is a clothing company co-founded by actress Kate Hudson in 2013 after realizing there was a gap in the market for stylish, high-quality workout gear at an affordable price. To start, you take a quiz to get a personalized closet curated just for you, and then you can check out as a guest or sign up as a VIP member like me. When you become a VIP member, you get your first two leggings for $24 and get 50% off of other outfits. Each month, you'll get an option to purchase an outfit based on your quiz results, or you can skip the month by the fifth so you don't get charged. Seriously, guys, I love their outfits. All of my yoga clothes, most of them at least, are from Fabletics. They are comfortable and I get so many compliments when I wear them. I've gotten a three-piece outfit for $15 from the site during one of their sales. So follow the link in the show notes to get your first two pair of leggings for just $24 and start the new year off right with a new outfit. 
Now on to today's episode, please welcome Jennifer Madrid to the Balance Your Life podcast. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We have a lot of international listeners and you are in a very unique part of the world. Can you tell everyone (laughs) where you're joining us from today? Yes, I'm joining you from beloved Bali in Indonesia, out in Asia. Everyone knows where Bali is. (laughs) I'm enjoying the palm tree sun weather for sure. Yeah, it's been fun. We've been trying to coordinate a time because you guys are like 13 hours ahead. So it was like, who's going to do it in the evening? Who's going to do it in the morning? But it's been good. (laughs) Yes, I love telling people. I've been here for a year now. I love telling people that I'm in the future. I love doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so good. You're like, I can already see what's going to happen. I've been there. I'm in the future. (laughs) Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for a living? And then I want to dive right into how you got started on your yoga health and wellness journey. Yeah, absolutely. Excited about this podcast. I love exactly like everything you've been doing in the space and bringing us all together to storytell, which is great. I think, so definitely I am currently a spiritual business coach. So I have uh, launched my business this year and it's been exciting working with women specifically and with women's empowerment and just really stepping into their reality, the the reality that they want to create with all the values that they they want to align with. And so that's been a huge part of my own transformation in the last decade. So yeah, so that's what I do. And I, I love it. I love working with humans. (laughs) Yeah, that's so, so good. So I do, I want to dive more into how you got started on your entrepreneurial journey. But before we get into that, I know from previous conversation with you that you have a background in Ayurveda, Ayurvedic studies. (laughs) I can never get that right. And then yoga as well. So let's jump right into that. How did that all unfold for you? Honestly, I think both of them have, have served their place and continue to be part of my life. But yoga specifically began, I was 24 in Connecticut at a job that literally I think had been one month and and then it was a small team and about the VP and a few others left the company literally like within a month or two that I started so all of a sudden I'm here like a 24 year old um, with just added more responsibilities and stress real life that up leveling the dependency and expectations not only of myself but of of you know i guess the higher ups really grew fast and i started to experience probably just anxiety attacks but the moment i did not know what that felt like and so for me i was like oh my god i'm having palpitations at night like what is going on with my life and so i took my my butt to a doctor And I was so blessed because this doctor listened to me, held space for me, and literally was like, didn't give me any pills or anything. I was like, I think, love, you're just experiencing stress and that's okay. You know, I think you should try yoga. And I was like, what? I was like, I had heard of you, go, go, of course. But she's like, I want you to try it kind of like a prescription, like literally like for your lunch. And not just for a week, but like for a whole year, three times a week. And I said, and I took that like the full diagnosis and I just went straight into it. So yeah, it really just supported me, obviously, and dealing with with stress, really connecting within and just having people hold space for you because I actually had the luxury of being in a studio that it was really small studio in a small part of Connecticut. And not for most of the time, the teacher just had two people or it ended up being like a private with me. So it was super intimate. I loved it. And then I just kept it going for years. And then it was up until in 2017 that I actually did my yoga teacher training in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I finally took the plunge years later. I had always obviously been part of my fabric, but I was interested in finally, you know, emerging myself in a new community And I had thought about it years ago and even signed up one in India, but that didn't manifest. And so it was finally the year to do it. And 
Um, I loved it because it really married my love for travel. It was a yoga teacher training in Chiang Mai, but it, I think I was the only American and maybe, no, two other people were Americans. And then everyone else was global. So I love that because I was able to really connect with people and it didn't matter where they were from, which is obviously really a testament to the way we all connect. That's so, so amazing. When you were doing your first like round of yoga in Connecticut, do you remember, was it more like restorative yoga? Was it more of a vinyasa flow? Like, was it all different types of yoga that you were doing? It was definitely restorative, yin, hatha, so much slower pace. Absolutely. I don't even think at all vinyasa at all. I mean, I was doing stuff by the wall. It was so beautiful. It was breathing a lot. It was seeing each other a lot for who we were and holding positions for a long time. So I definitely think it aired more in the, in the world of Hatha. I loved it. And yeah. it was exactly what I needed. So for Ayurveda, so that came in around God, 2013, 2014. And that started for me a few different ways. Actually, I ended up doing a workshop really early in in, in my 20s that, that was going through essential oils and Ayurveda. And so that was the first time I actually heard of it. And then I left that and, you know, I did essential oils and I incorporated them in my routine. But I never really looked again, but that person was an expert in Ayurveda, but I didn't do much more than the essential oils. Later in life, classic story, like health related, like there was this need to really get intimate with how I sourced my food really walk away from any medications and Western allopathic medicine and just this urge to be literally like a green witch, right? Like just be really into herbs and cooking and I love cooking and just, and Ayurveda just literally, I went to a detox in Kripalu for my first time. And part of that detox week was letting go sugar and all of these things. And the Dean at the time for Ayurveda did like a workshop you know, giving us a glimpse of Ayurveda and my eyes felt so in love. I was like, oh my God, this is the answer to longevity. This is like the ancient wisdom that we all crave for and why did it get lost? And so I just grew fully in love with it, signed up for a full year girlfriend. It was literally another degree because Kripal is pretty expensive and it was immersions. It was like two week immersions, like every other month that you would go up to Boston and yeah, just really immerse yourself. The community started at 80, but when we graduated, it was about 40 of us and majority women from all over, you know, the U S plus global. And it was the best experience. It was filled with psychology, food, uh, lifestyle, and just the best teachers and just really cultivated what I've always needed is just that human connection and just really being seen. Yeah, that's so good. I am wondering if, in case anybody doesn't know what Ayurveda is or what it encompasses, what exactly is it? Right, absolutely. So if you definitely have done um, yoga, you understand that all of these philosophies, uh, modalities, asanas, are all, all have been written, if you will. So they all stem from the Vedic texts. And these texts are, you know, from long, long time ago. There are several of them. And Ayurveda is just one, you know, a few, one of those books, if you will. Mm-hmm. And in those books, there's several under, there's several books. But Ayurveda and a hot, and a, the way it's usually described and a very, like, if you were in a yoga class, they say Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga. They say, they say that it's, the the way you should lead life you know how you increase your longevity but ayurveda is so deep it's not only psychology it's actually even surgery like western allopathic medicine was derived itself from a lot of different research and including ayurveda so um it teaches you i mean down to real specific specifics how you were born your blueprint your constitution how you specifically even even astrology like how you specifically will show up in this lifetime and what lifestyle you should lead what time you should go to bed what type of partner you should have down to how how many times you should have sex a week I mean it's really prescriptive and There are doctors in India as well as worldly that have gotten, you know, MDs from Ayurveda and really have a deep knowledge of how to assess you from so many ways, not only in how you look 
physically, how you talk, your tongue, very much like Eastern medicine or Chinese medicine. Your face says a lot. There's just so many components of you that they're able to really determine what you need in life and kind of your prescription. Isn't it crazy? It's yeah. fascinating. Like you spend several degrees on it and I've only spent a year on it. <laughs> and so there's different levels. Like if you're ever interested in what globally, I mean, the way it's done is that you can do studies and do Ayurvedic health counseling, counseling or counselor. So what that means is you can educate people on it. You can give them suggestions on lifestyle changes and give them recommendations for them to ease different, you know, stress levels or different things that are happening in their life. And then there's practitioner level that just gives you a lot more clinical experience and you're allowed to prescribe a lot more deeper herbs to assess a disease or something that's going on a little bit more acutely. And then there's the doctor level, which they can do so much more, not only prescribe, but actually do physical techniques on you. Um, it's usually often called panchakarma, which is like a detox period and a rejuvenation of your system. That's so, so good. Yeah. So good. There's and so I, much more to it, but I, yeah. I, I think I level. That's where it's at. <laughs> I was going to say too, I should apologize too, because I realized after I asked that, I was like, oh, that was kind of a loaded question, right? Like, <laughs> it's even when people are like, like, what exactly is yoga? And you're like, well, like, it's, it's like a lifestyle that you embody. It's not just what you see on Instagram. <laughs> you're trying to like break it down in a way that's like super tangible for them. And you're like, that probably sounded a lot more overwhelming than I had meant it to. But thank you for explaining a little bit about Ayurved. The struggle is so real with me in this world, in this world, yeah. Ayurveda. It's very, it's very. You know what you can do? It's, it's, we usually say I, like your I, Ayurveda. Okay. A- Ayurveda. Okay. Ayurveda. Like that's the, how you would pronounce it. Okay. The one thing I always yeah. remember is there was a girl, she's very well known in the Ayurveda world, Sahara Rose, I think her name is. And she had mentioned about. She's like, perfect. Yeah, she's really cool. If anyone like doesn't know who she is, they should check her out. But she had mentioned like the tongue scraping and first thing in the morning. I guess that's like part of a very Ayurvedic ritual or routine. And she was absolutely yeah. Yeah, So go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say yeah. No, no problem. Yeah, she was saying like it's like there's so much bacteria and. You have to clean it off. And for me, like that has always stuck in my head. Whenever I think of like Ayurveda, I'm like tongue scraping. <laughs> yeah. So let me explain that because I actually do that every morning. Yeah. Um, so there's, it's tongue scraping, obviously. And so we call it, so another word for toxins in our body in Ayurveda is, it's called AMA, A-M-A. And so what you're doing every morning before you take a sip of water, um, before you brush your teeth, you're literally taking the stainless steel or copper in certain use cases and brushing off the film, if you will, from the back of your tongue all the way out. And, you know, different constitutions have more, like kapha, kapha dosha will experience a lot more. They're a water and earth sign, so they just hold a lot more potentially mucus and so they might have that a little bit more and I'm a kapha dosha so it's always been important to have that in my routine but pitta and vata as well can it will definitely leverage it yeah but just imagine what your organs and every you know happen overnight and that just supports the cleansing process there's so many cleansing processes as you know even in in the yoga discipline well so much in ayurveda as well yeah. And that's one of the routines I keep up. I'm very into rose water as well. Ooh. And this is more, this is super cool. If you can get rose water and obviously from a really local or good place that you can source it. I don't know in Canada, but in the U.S., I love Solivetti Organics in Connecticut. I just have been using it for years and it's, you can't just buy anyone over Amazon. You don't know if they have fillers or just being used for topically. But for me, when you find a good rose water, I literally have used it to cure pink eye. So you use it as like an eye wash, if you will, on your eye. 
but also for all of us really engaging so much in digital. I'm sure anybody can relate to this, that you've expended your eyes a little bit too much on the iPhone or on the, you know, where they burn a little bit. This is a good time to add, you know, rose water because it literally cools, rose water is cooling. And so with Ayurveda, anytime you are experiencing a symptom or like an energy, you want to do the complete opposite of that energy in order to balance it. And so arguably, if you don't want to work out and you're feeling lazy, that is the appropriate time to introduce movement, right? Whether, you know, it's because like increases like, that is definitely the mantra. And so Ayurveda is all about balancing that out. Oh, that's so good. Um, this is actually a great segue into t- talking about what sort of daily or we'll talk daily for now, and then maybe we can get yeah. into maybe like weekly or monthly wellness and health routines that you incorporate into your life. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Love the that. Water's cool it always changes, but I've been really consistent right now with a few for about the start of the year. Well now ending the year. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, consistency has been definitely a theme for this year. So my ritual this morning, for example, is definitely not snoozing. (laughs) No matter how bad it is, I've been really into not snoozing. Um, I've been a snoozer for life. And it's been very important for me to maybe on the weekends, it's a little different. But Monday through Friday, I am going to wake up you know, and um, I kind of just shoot up as a, as a rocket and start my day. And generally speaking, um, if I have to go to the restroom, I'll do that, but I will go straight into meditation afterwards. And actually, now thinking about it, I do do the Ayurvedic routine, so I'll brush my teeth and do the whole thing there. But from, a, from an actual sitting standpoint, I will use Insight Timer if I want to, if I don't want to stand in stillness. I will generally use a guided meditation. I have a few morning ones that are my favorite. And so I'll just put that up to just kind of wake myself in this space of gratitude and grace and just literally like trying to dispel the the sleep gremlins, if you will. (laughs) And, And then once I feel like fully awake, about three minutes into that practice, once that's done, I go into to mantra and for the full this year I've been into previous more into different other deities but this year it's been Lakshmi and so I've been singing to her pretty much every day and um, I do that for about 10 minutes I love kirtan I love like what it does to your you know to your heart chakra and just really just like opening you up then after those 10 minutes I go into EFT tapping and that has been a new introduction into my system this year I had heard about it before but never really picked it up and I love this guy he's an old guy but I love him his name is older guy he's not that he's old but his Brad name is Yates. Brad Yates I love him <laughs> yeah, he's I love everything about him yeah I don't know why like I just enjoy it so much there's so many great people out there if you want something a lot more nouveau you can go to Gala Darling and she's amazing as well but I just love it. Like his words really like, for me, are therapy. And, and he has a huge library. And what it really, if you, if you don't know what tapping is, it's the physical tapping on different points of your meridians from your like chest up. But while you're doing that, he is literally walking you through, quote unquote, a, stor- a story, right? Of working through your limiting beliefs. And in doing so, he's doing um, affirmations. And it feels a little interesting in the beginning because you're kind of saying negative things, but in voicing these things, you are trying to see if your subconscious relates to it. And that can look like yawning, itching, crying, feeling emotional, and that can cause beautiful releases that allow you to transmute that energy and move forward. So from a mental health standpoint, I think it's an amazing tool Um, It has helped me up-level in so many ways and just shift my energy. So I do that religiously um, in the morning. And then from there, I'll do a little bit of movement. And I haven't been so good at this this year, but the last month I have, I little open up my yoga mat and just move my spine, put on some music. And it could be 10 minutes, it could be five minutes. But um, it's important to move your spine in like different directions and really stretch, stretch yourself. 
And that's what it's been. Yeah. And then I do other things if I if I'm on the gym and I go to a trainer. But from a morning standpoint, like that probably takes about an hour and I love it. Yeah, no, it's so good. We have such a similar morning routine. Woo! I do, I do want to get more into tapping. And it's funny that you mentioned when, when I first started doing it, I was like, what in the God's name am I doing right now? Like you feel <laughs> a little goofy sitting there and you're like tapping, but it, and you had mentioned like sometimes the release can come in different forms. And it's funny now that you say that because I was like, I used to yawn all the time, especially during like money tapping. Mm -hmm. I was like, what am I like? I'm not that tired. I don't know why I'm yawning so much. <laughs> and it was like, like, it's like, this is like a real problem. Like I'm yawning through the whole thing. And then, and now, and now that you mentioned, it's like, you're like unblocking stuff. I'm like, that's exactly what it was. I should do it more though. But I, there's no excuse. It's, I can make the time for it. My you morning. Know another, what, another suggestion, even if you don't put it part of your routine, this is what I would ask you if you start to do this and incorporate it in the strength of it. If you find that you are not wanting to do something, let's see, do a live, like if you're an entrepreneur or like trying to be more, you know, present in social media or you're resisting doing something or you're about to go do a talk and you need to like switch up your energy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know yourself best. And if you feel like you're low down in the dumps, or you're about to go to the Christmas holidays and you're about to see someone in the family that is going to lose your shit, you know, like that, the, the, take a moment, go to a room, open up a YouTube, look up old guy and literally <laughs> write Brad Yates, you know, and put like whatever symptom, right? Yeah. Like even for client attraction or for feeling more powerful, feeling like in a funk, I think he has one even for that. And so like, just know he has a massive library and more often than not, he's probably had something for it. So you could do it any moment so much like you need to like do a breathing technique. You could do a tapping technique for five minutes or 10 minutes and it generally nine times out of 10 supports you. So don't always think it has to be done in the morning. It could be done in the middle of an issue that you're currently like facing. So no, yeah. that's thank just part you, of your, your spiritual toolbox is what yeah. you call it. Right? It's so good. Yeah. And it's, I, w I was doing it kind of like randomly throughout the day, but then, I mean, I'm sure you can relate, like, especially as an entrepreneur, you're like, I don't have time for this. I need to get this, this, this done. Totally. And I've been very conscious of myself doing that because I can get into those you know, okay, you've been sitting at the computer for like two hours, you need to get up and move. And for me, that usually results in walking around the block, because I'm like, it's fresh air, I'm finding movement of some kind. And you like make it out to be such a big deal in your head. You're like, oh, like, I'm gonna lose half an hour. And I timed <laughs> myself. And it was literally like 10 minutes of my life. And I felt so much better afterwards. I'm like, why, why do I do so much resistance to this? It's it makes me feel so good. I know. And I think, you know, don't force it. It's like with anything. I mean, I was introduced to this years ago in Brooklyn by a friend and I never took it up. It wasn't yeah. my time, you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like with crystals and gems. I own crystals for EMF waves and I never really had a connection with them till later in life. And so, you know, it'll happen when it needs to. Maybe you're like just at a performance level that's working. I mean, we all need to work on something, but it's like, what do you need to work on at this moment and what the universe is telling you to do? So I wouldn't force it. I, at least for me, like, I'll just leave you with this when it comes to like tapping for anybody listening that is intrigued. You know, I suffered a lot from like drive for a little bit, you know, and from, from the drive that I knew from corporate America. And so, you know, quote unquote, that was resistance at that time. And so whether you call it lack of motivation, drive, not for living, but for actually like doing work, <laughs> you know? And so it really supported me in those spaces. Or if you're finding that you sleep in a lot or just have depressive tendencies or just like spiraling into these mental loops and just knowing that you're being a little bit more um, out of touch with people, this could just be a gateway for you to like gain that strength and confidence and go back to being your true self. And yeah, I would just leave you with that. Cause like, I found it to be really supportive in, in my space in that realm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so true too. Like I always say to people, I say to people, I don't always listen to my own advice, but like if, Classic. if yeah, <laughs> like All you of us. do this and I'm like, oh, I should do that too. 
if you're feeling like, yeah, if you're like stuck or you're like, life is not going how you want it to do something to switch it up. Literally, like you said, tapping can be 10 minutes, 10 minutes to maybe it doesn't really change your mood afterwards, but maybe it does. And it took Mm -hmm. 10 minutes just to feel even a little better. Like, why wouldn't people do that? Yeah. And and that's, what's beautiful about it is like, some people don't feel good about just sitting stoic and meditating. You have to get to know yourself through this process. I was at the Bali spirit festival earlier this year and it really, I knew that there was different modalities, but I think I got immersed even into more things that people do globally. And I knew movement was important for obviously energy, but I knew movement as like going to the gym, running yoga, you know, but just the art of dancing. And I went to a Tony Robbins immersion as well. And like part of part of you getting from down in the dumps to higher up, you know, or just cha- you controlling and changing your source of energy is the physiology, is the movement. You know, we all know that working out gives you endorphins and all the feel good stuff. We get that. But he just broke it down from like, you don't understand, like it's a muscle that you build. Like you can jump up and down. You can put on music that is going to really roll you up. Like you have the ability from going from a crying state in a very like, you know, depressive mode and literally switch that up in five minutes or less. He thinks in a minute, you know, and so it's just something that we need to really like bring that in. And just remember that all the time. And for me, what's really helpful, and I'm sure you've seen this in in sister circles and just women, when you're feeling crazy and you want to be, not crazy, but if you're feeling (laughs) like you want to be in your feelings, okay, you know yourself, Beth. If if you know what to do and do all that, like enjoy it. But if you want to get out of it, get on a Zoom call, go to the coffee shop with your girlfriend, you know, obviously go take, take a class, but I, human connections, everything. And if not, not with every single person, but definitely with a person who is vulnerable, who can see you can hold space for you. Their vibe might be like high in the sky and they'll give you that energy. And that beautiful exchange is so wonderful. And I just think you have to be, I'm an introvert and a hermit. And so, you know, obviously I have extroverted tendencies. We all do, but for the most part, I lean towards the other side So it's been really like a muscle to flex, like to really reach out to people when you really need the help. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. (laughs) Some days I'm like, okay, Megan, it's been like four days. You need to go out and see somebody else besides the mailman. Right. (laughs) Don't you find that everyone that's in the Instagram world or like the entrepreneurial world, we're we're like all glorified, like... it's so funny when everybody gets talking and everyone's like oh my god thank goodness you said that like I feel the same way too and like you know I I feel like I sit in front of my computer so much or I'm all alone and it's like yes like it's I I talk about it so often with my girlfriends is like even sometimes I post something on Instagram and you're like like this that beautiful picture did not happen today that was written <laughs> that was written two days ago I've been in my I try very co- hard to get out of my pajamas that's one of my things I won't stay in my pajamas all day because I'm like I need to feel like a human being but it's, yeah. true, it's true I'm like I I've, I've been at home for two days and people are like oh wow like are you still traveling I'm like no that was from like two weeks ago that photo <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just posting it now but I feel you, girl, especially from being in the Northeast and like entering this like hibernation mode. It is classic. It is classic. Agreed. But you just got to make yourself too. Yeah. One of the girls I was talking to was like, there's like seasons, which I appreciate, especially being somewhere where we do have winter. And I'm like, I'm not going outside as much as I usually do in the hot weather. But after a certain point, it's like, you have to make yourself go out and like, go to the mall, go to the coffee shop, just go to somebody else's house besides your own. Because if you have to do one more dish in that sink, you're going to like, have a meltdown. Because it's been there for three days. Yes, I get it. So good. What other sort of health and wellness practices do you incorporate, even on a monthly basis, it can either be like self care related, or maybe just on a weekly basis, yeah. anything else? So last year, I I definitely um, was able to do more energy work here um, in Ubud. And so 
I did some Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. I would say it's not a daily practice of mine. It would, it would be lovely. It does, you know, some people say they do it in 20 minutes. I was definitely shown how to do it in 60 minutes. And so it's been more of, you know, all of last year in the fall, I did Reiki pretty often. But this year I'd like, or this coming up year, I'd like to incorporate it, but not for an hour. Like, you know, really try to see how I can bring it down to 20 minutes and really enjoy the benefits of it. But yes, um, Reiki. So from time to time this year, I've been able to, to tap into that. But you know, bigger than that, I would honestly say is just being connected so much more. And this has probably maybe happened to a lot of listeners and yourself that the more consistent you are with whatever ritual that you have chosen for yourself, it allows you to really connect within, but really connect with you, right? Connect with, which is what it means, but connect with your intuition and really serve her and like show up for her and actually not resist her. And that's really been pivotal for me for this year. So I think Reiki and practices like that have allowed me to really understand that my guidance is so important and my guidance needs to be satiated. And it's bigger than my wants and desires. It's a more collective feeling of consciousness. And that's really matured here in Bali. And the other practice I'd like to say that has been probably the last few months is joining different circles here that are doing ceremonies. So so ceremonies to release things. So instead of just integrating just in your home space, I sit with other sisters or just, you know, co-ed communities and go into ceremonies that allow us to either talk about our issues and or work through something. And I think that's been powerful for me because the one of the biggest things that I wanted to do this year was integrate. Like I felt like I was a serial like retreat person or like, you know, taking things and just enjoying it for the moment, going back home and maybe taking 5% of that home, you know, and incorporating it and then moving on to the next shiny object, right? I think a lot of us can relate to that. So my year in Bali has been around, Jennifer, no more, you know, like the first two months I OD'd and Ubud and took like everything workshop and everything, work your inner child, the whole nine. And then, then I said, no more. I was like, 2019 is going to about me doing all these things that I've learned for myself. And I did that. And Now I think 2020 is going to be more about starting to open up to community and working with others for them to expand while you expand. That's so good. I I have a personal question for you because my 2020 is very much that is integrate, relax, like release. Just, I promise myself that I'm not doing any more, you know, masterminds or coaching because my 2019 was all of that. And it was really, really great. But I have found that I'm in this state of what's the next? What's the next? I'm not celebrating any of the wins I have, whether big or small. I'm like, next, next, next. So personally, from stepping back from that and making your 2019 like an integration, how has that benefited you? And what can I look forward to in 2020? (laughs) Ah, yes. I love that. I think for me, and what I would say to you is that the benefit is going to be you, right? Like a more, a more improved you. That's what I would say, a more powerful you. I am sure you're powerful already in everything you do, but maybe you felt from your little summary right now that there hasn't been time to connect so much you know I know you have your practices but it's always go 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 like what's the next thing on the to-do list and so it's asking you to really slow down and celebrate and breathe and be present to see what can drop from that and for me what dropped and what I find from my peers that do take this time is that you have a lot more downloaded messages as they say more channeling and all that really means is that you're making space to hear the things that are already inside of you, but you don't see them because you're cluttered with distractions, which happens to so much of us on the West and just in modern society. Mm-hmm. And not that, you know, you have stressful moments in Bali, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're just servicing people out in the US or like, out, I'm sorry, in Western society. Like it's not that different, but you do have a lot more time to be at ease. And so I, I think 
Yeah, I would say you're just going to be a more powerful you. Like I felt confident consciously outside. People would probably say that. But inner confidence grew a lot in the last year. And I think the inner confidence is congruent to you showing up for yourself. You know, I love using these words, but they get so overused that I feel like they always need a definition. And what I mean by showing up is like literally satiating your intuition, right? So if you're going to make a choice because you're going to please others because of your ego, because of a mask that you're trying to show up for because of competition, that's not serving you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's doing the not so pleasant choices that are actually going to service you. And you know, if you allow to yourself to listen more. So I think you slowing down will bring all of that to you. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm so excited. And like I've told you, I've told multiple people, it's like out there now to the universe. So it like, it has to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, and it's going to happen. And yeah. if it's calling you, it's going to happen. And I'm sure you've met people where you like meet them and you love their aura. You, but you more innately, it's like a deeper inner wisdom. And yeah. that's what you're going to gain. Like you're already gaining it because you already have it. But like, you know what I'm saying? But that's what you're going to expose more when you take the time to honor this aspect of yourself. I don't know, with meeting so many people, you can start to pick up. And that's the other thing is your, once you have it or once you've cultivated it, you can see it in others. So it's going to allow you to coach better. It's going to allow you to know who to work with or not also honor the space they are in in their transformation energy and know when to be of service or not yeah no that's so perfect thank you so much for sharing that that was really really beautiful I'm so looking forward to that for 2020 because I'm like yeah it's been such a good year but I'm like I am ready to just be a little bit more selfish and not in a sense of I'm not even going to say not in a sense of being selfish selfish quote-unquote but yeah being selfish and filling up my cup yeah girl we would need another hour to talk about that that needs to be a future (laughs) session but i'll leave you with that self-love is self-preservation love Mm -hmm. that's so perfect that's a whole other topic but yes perfect so if you had any advice for somebody who is starting out maybe on their yoga journey or perhaps on an ayurvedic journey what sort of tips or advice would you give them have no expectations. Do it because you like it. Do it because it's something new, because you are satiating that spirit of wanting to learn more. I, I, I say that because coming from the programming of, if you, for example, find yourself in a nine to five or just labeling your identity according to your, not even nine to five, but just your identity equals your profession, right? Or your J-O-B, your job. And if you find yourself doing that often, it doesn't matter what it is, even if it is in health and wellness. I know therapists that burn out, you know, it doesn't matter. And so I think just be cognizant that putting all your eggs in one basket is not the way we're designed. We're dynamic human beings. And so if you're starting your yoga and Ayurveda journey, I used to think, oh, I'm investing this because I'm now going to be a yoga teacher. I'm investing in this because now I'm going to be an Ayurvedic practitioner. And then what happens if that doesn't, what happens if that's not your truth? Then you've set up expectations and now you're disappointed, right? And you feel lost. And so I would say to my earlier self or anyone starting is don't have expectations because it's part of this curiosity. It's part of this beautiful growth process that later in life, you will see how it will serve you. You know, whether it is in your future profession, whether it is in the way you service others, but it's definitely only going to heighten the person that you came here to be. And that is the investment and beauty of it. Yeah, that's so good. That's kind of a theme that I've been trying to embody too, is not to expect things from people because then you're putting assumptions on other people. And like you said, sometimes you end up really, really disappointed. I've talked about it often, but like when I took my yoga teacher training, I was like, I was expecting to be this really cool yoga teacher on the beach somewhere so much so that I left my corporate job to move to a tiny little Caribbean island. And when I got there, I was like, fuck, this is, this is not what I want anymore. 
And it was like, I had gone into yoga teacher training with this, like, I'm going to move here. I'm going to open a studio. This is how it's going to go. And the moment I landed, it was like, shit. (laughs) But you see what you did there is that's what I was saying earlier. It's so tricky, the ego, you know, like so tricky. You signed up to a vision Mm -hmm. that is either on Instagram or something and made it your own. Like, so you signed up to that and started creating the path towards that, but you didn't check in in the time. And this is fine. This is part of the learning process, but you didn't check in the time that once you got there, you weren't satiated. And it's because we lack knowing our true self and knowing if we need community, you know, if we need X, if we want more modern society, you know, you know, I don't know, whatever the answer is, you know, but we do this in relationships too. We get into relationship. I'm still single, but you know, I know you're married, but like <laughs> we, we, get it, we get into relationships for the need to love and belong, but it, it, it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? You were probably looking for something else. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's the process, but it's you gotta like, love it. When you stop looking for things like love, a job or whatever, like they happen for you, but you have to stop looking for them. Yeah. And it's, it's every time I've ever done that, it has happened for me. But then you get back into that mentality of like, no, this is like, I expect this to happen. I'm going after this. And it's like, put it out to the, like, to the universe, like, you know, this, I have this overall vision, but however, it's meant to show up, like, I'm open to that. And when I think you step back, it's like, it's insane how quick, how fast and how like, in your face, these things come to you. And you're like, wow, when I stopped looking, bam, the answer was right there. Well, yeah, I think Abraham Hicks and so many authors say the same thing, right? Like when you're stressing about something or putting so much energy, I mean, energy goes where your focus goes, right? But if if your focus is on a lack mentality, on a desperate energy, I've been doing this a lot with my clients lately. It's like when they ask me about a decision they want to make, and I feel like it's coming from an anxious standpoint, I just literally ask them one question it usually puts them back and maybe this will help the listeners too is like just ask yourself are you making this decision right now out of fear or out of love right and you can put other words for that but whatever is part of your vernacular but at the end of the day they they they're being made out of this like why do you feel like you have to make this decision right now in the next 24 hours why are you stressing the fuck out yeah (laughs) you know and and like just really mirror them back so that they can just like be like wow yeah I don't know why you know and it's because I'm I'm nervous it's because I'm worrying then I'd be like girlfriend go do an ET go tap it out (laughs) go pull up Brad Yates on YouTube and you'll have yeah (laughs) and you'll be okay after that that's so good that's perfect I mean you could do that or you could go drinking either way you're choosing it's a choice and the thing is if you go drinking you're numbing we've all been there it's not that it's just know and be cognizant of why you're doing things. We're not perfect. It, you know, life is not about being perfect. Yeah. Um, it's about lessons you learn. That's so good. Thank you for all of that. Uh, I think this is a really nice segue into kind of just chatting a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what it is that you're doing now. So how did this come about for you? <laughs> literally from what you're about to embark in 2020, like literally <laughs> letting go of everything, letting go of the United States, letting go of so many uh, relationships and not letting go, but just taking a pause in certain cases, letting go, but just really making myself the number one priority in all sense of the word, in all sense of the attention, Um, learning how to self-soothe, learning to get to know my patterns and my, and really facing The fact that I might not like a lot of the stuff that I do have done to myself, you know, you know, I think we often say darks and shadows and yeah, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's just spending more time and knowing who you are and getting to a space of shedding light into it and then fully accepting that this is the person you are and or choosing to change it. And so all of that has really prompted me to be really cognizant about emotional health, mental health mindset and that a lot of us suffer from poor habits and poor behaviors it's not because it's just a part of fabric like our family had it our society has it we're programmed also so there's so many things working against us and it's not to blame others but at the end of the day what 
what you have to do is like in my in in moving into the entrepreneurial journey it was super transformative like the development of my self development and moving into entrepreneurial journey was like parallel you know my rising up one day being frustrated as fuck and just saying oh my god i need to be more of a responsible adult <laughs> like and, and and not just from like paying the bills like responsibility the fact that this is my life and like i need to make choices and not care about my parents not care about i don't know whoever is a huge presence in your life and you hear them saying whispers you know or your girlfriends that might not be signed up for you and that's okay and it's like that's what it is about taking radical responsibility and trying to march to a path that others not might not be comfortable with and i think comfortability is super important the amount of people that have been uncomfortable including yourself in your transformation but the other people around you you know increase the uncomfortability and so i think yeah so that's what i've fallen in love with you know that whole year of that and that's really prompted me to want to work with all humans but right now i'm just working with women but I believe there's a space for me to work with both male and female. I think right now, you know, my interest is working with women in empowerment, whether it's coming from my immigrant mom, whether it's coming from, you know, all the women in my life, it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status, what community they've been a part of, everyone has faced ancestrally in their home life. They faced some ability to not be heard and seen in a way. And I can only attribute that to um, not having the emotional intimacy or the space to be the person you need to be. And so I want to create that space for people at the same time while they're trying to actualize their dream, whatever their dream is. My dream or what became my dream was being my own boss and entrepreneur, right? And just leading women. And so for me, I'd like to work with heart-centered people that want to create a reality in, in online business. And I say online business, my former life was all digital marketing. So it was a natural like kind of marriage. Yeah. And just because why not? And it doesn't matter if I didn't know digital marketing, I probably would have done it anyway, because you could learn everything. Yeah. And putting a lot more emphasis on experience versus credentials, which is, was a huge ego thing for me because I went all the way up to my master's, got every credential and it's still sometimes seeps in, but I've been riding on this, no more excuses. Yeah. The excuse yeah. of trying to get a credential for something to validate you, unless you need it for legal purposes to practice. Other than that, no girl, like yeah. you can go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, so good. And yeah, same thing. Like if you want to be a doctor, please go get your doctorate. Um, <laughs> but I think there's, I mean, like, it's so cool that we live in a day and age where you can literally Google anything you want. You can teach yourself anything you want. There are so mm -hmm. many online forums where you can, you know, put in the, put in the work, put in the action, but you can teach yourself pretty much everything. I would even assume on some level, you could probably teach yourself some like surgery stuff, but please don't <laughs> don't do that but I'm sure it's well, you could be an apprentice right yeah. that's really what it is like as a healer and herbalist or just anything in that realm if you sat for two years or a year with someone and learn from a professional absolutely I'm gonna go quote Tony Robbins again but like his <laughs> mode of learning was emulating an expert of some kind you know and I think we need more of that even in traditional schools like we don't get the experience in that space and that leaves us all confused after our studies. Other reasons, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another po podcast number three. <laughs> Shit. <yeah. laughs> Why the school system can fail us. Um, before well, we hop into something, what I call a speed round, is there anything you want to leave our audience with? Either a tangible tip, takeaway, anything you've learned on your journey? That's a good one. I feel like I've, I've shared a few things, but let's see what that can pop out. I'd say um, it's as simple, but it's hard. It's as simple as really making the time for yourself. And I know that sounds so cliche and classic, but I just know from the reasons why we have our, our distresses 
there's so many reasons, but one of the major reasons is we're not taking a moment to really understand and make decisions from an area of alignment or clarity. And we're not always, it's, you know, I get it. We're not always going to be balanced. That's not like, that's the goal, but it's, you, you move so much in your days and things are going to happen. But yeah, try your best. I'm going to say, try your best to pick up modalities that are really going to allow you to connect and connect with yourself and others. Relationships are the most paramount way for you to learn about yourself. So don't feel like you have to do all of this on your own. I always felt very independent and in that I'm going to do everything by myself. But the biggest learning is that whether it's with your partner, like an actual relationship partner or in communities and circles, you have to have others mirror you in order for you to really grow in this life. That's why we weren't, that's why we weren't born with one person here, right? Like there was several people to be part of our journey. So open up, be in receipt of love and start sharing because that's how you're going to grow in the space. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. That's yeah. I couldn't it agree took me a minute to get there, but <laughs> no, 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 I know. I, I kind of put you on the spot with that one too, because you've shared so much great stuff, but I really, really loved what you share about relationships. And it's true. Like the human, we crave human connection and hmm. even solitary people. We just, you need to connect with other human beings. And I tell you, like, I went to the ceremony recently. I'm just going to leave you guys with this. Like, it's so important. You don't understand. I mean, we all understand this and we say it, but we don't even do a lot of eye contact anymore. How many people don't like to look at your eyes anymore? How many people don't like to listen to the deep conversations? I'm not saying you have to do this every day, but it's so important. This is the way, like, ancestors used to hold space for each other before the distractions, before the Netflix and... Find ways for human connection because think about this, like in your life, if something were to happen to us in the next few years, you know, where there's destruction and unfortunately like things happening at the end of the day, what brings you solace is human connection. And so definitely start to flex those muscles and for yourself and for others, because it's good. You're going <laughs> to find a lot of opportunities to use that in your future growth. Amazing. Well, that I think is a really great way to end off and hop right into our speed round question. Let's do it. So it's not necessarily how fast you can answer, but one (laughs) word or one sentence, if you can. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. What is a podcast, book, or resource that you would recommend to our audience? Mm. So books. I'm going to do books. I do audibles, guys. So, you know, feel free to get... (laughs) Actually, this one that I'm going to recommend, I know a lot of people have heard Brene Brown, absolutely. But the Brene Brown Power of Vulnerability is definitely a love. And it's not a book. It's like a six-day talk, if you will. So that is one. But in case other of your viewers have said that one, because I know she's super popular, but I loved it. I mean, how can you not love that delivery? I would say Mel Gibson, the five minute rule is another good one. She's a New Yorker. She's like a little bit more feisty, but if you're finding procrastination or motivation or just feeling stuck in life and like wanting, having a lot of dreams of things, but not taking action, listen to that one. Super epic. Amazing. Okay. I have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. And I would do those two. Well, one of them is only on Audible, but the Mel Gibson, I would definitely do that. I know people are book lovers. I want to honor you on that. But this one, Mel Gibson, is delivered you know, by her. And a part of it is the beauty is, is her, you know? Cool. And she's a motivational speaker. So it's really good for you to do that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Who is your favorite influencer or person to look up to for inspiration? I don't have an influencer at the moment. But I want to say women in general are a huge inspiration, whether it's my mom, all the women I meet. I think as I've grown in my own development, the appreciation of being female and the gifts we have and the life force we bring is so up there that it could literally bring me to tears if we sit and talk about this space because You see women of all cultures, of all different things with so much um, to offer and so much history and so much sacrifice that we've done as women. And 
yeah, they're an inspiration for my work. So beautiful. All right. What are you grateful for today? I'm grateful for this conversation because (laughs) I love this. Um, This is my third guest interview and I love the conversation we've had. We've, it's gone completely different. It's not about my nine to five work. That's been a little bit of my storytelling and we're just so deep as individuals. So thank you so much, not only for having me, but like, you know, gearing this, grounding this back to the origins and to the beginning of my journey. And I'm feeling super blessed about how, how much I've amassed in my journey and I have so much more, but I'm super grateful for all of it. Yeah, no, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. I love your story. So I'm so grateful other people get a chance to hear it too. (laughs) Thanks. What is your spirit animal? Woohoo! Yes, okay. Now this baby has evolved. Once it was a peacock. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then um, once it was a puma. And now, you know, I love the turtle. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love turtles too. So good. I love turtle. Um, so I can't really say I have one now, but right now I'm feeling like a turtle. That's you know, so I, I love being in the shell. I know you have to go out. I love taking my sweet ass time. I was that New Yorker that literally, even though it was a New Yorker and people could tell from either me talking and just my intensity, my walking pattern was not intense. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how many times New Yorkers would be like, you walk like you're in the south I'm like I don't want to be rushed you know it's so good I love it no turtles are so awesome and it always reminds me of like when you said that I was thinking of you know like in Dora the Explorer like the turtles that are going through like the swift current and they're just like hanging out and chilling but the guy's like super cool and yes (laughs) that's so perfect I feel like that would be you Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to own her for now. Let's yeah. see what happens. Yeah. What is your favorite style or form of self-care to practice? I've shared so many, but you know, I think right now I'm in one I won't give up just because it's so powerful is the tapping one right now. Cool. Um, for sure. If we're talking like physical, I love my rose water. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like it's okay. really deep when people come and visit me. I'm like, bring me stash. Like I'm running out. Like, <laughs> I'm committed. I'm committed. But um, also, you know, I'm committed to oils, oils on the face. You know, that's something if you ever get into Ayurveda journey, be ready to be oiled up. It is part of all therapies. It's part of grounding you is applying oils. And even though I don't do oil massage every day, and I'd love to get there one day in my practice, oils definitely on the face are so important. And I love also using essential oils as my self-care so that I don't get sick and things of that nature. Okay. This is like part B of this question that I'm selfishly curious. Do you have a favorite brand of oils that you use? You know, I do use the classic doTERRA. I find them strong. I do have some that I picked up in Connecticut. So doTERRA is, you know, absolutely, like, I know a lot of people know about it, but I feel really great about On Guard and Digestion and all nice. those. And I know there's so many great brands. I think my first brand of essential oils, like, I'm talking about over a decade ago was Young Living. Okay. Um, so those were, that was a long time ago. Now it's only been doTERRA. And then this one is called Flora Copea. Okay. And... They're really good, and I can give it to you. Like you can put a show notes and stuff. But these are amazing. I got them in New England, um, and they've been really supportive. And they also, what's super nice about them, in case you haven't heard about them, is they do flower essences. So, flower essences is literally like an herbal way of extracting the essence of a flower that gives you. Like this one's for stagnation, and to cleanse energetically stagnation and release tension. And you drop some on your tongue every morning and they can be really powerful. So again, you got to get really into like herbalism and all of this, but that's the kind of a sector of Ayurveda that people can go into is, is, is that area. Oh, so cool. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no, I'm a, I kind of like, I have friends that are kind of repping all spectrums of uh, essential oil. So I try to like equally get things from everybody to keep them happy. Plus try a few different oils. Like I have found that like, there are some from like sage that I really like others. from. Yeah, I haven't tried. They look nice. 
Yeah. I haven't tried. Yeah, I kind of have. You know, like with everything, give it time. Yeah. Right? Like if you actually have a sinus condition, use something for it. For yeah. it, did it fix it for you? Then energetically, that worked for you. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Versus like picking up one without a no name at TJ Maxx, like it could have worked for you or it couldn't. You know, so you have to pra- you have to just commit to one and see what it does. You know. Yeah. So good. Perfect. Jennifer, this has been such a fun conversation. If people want to connect with you, maybe they want to see what you're up to in 2020 or get some coaching from you. Where can everybody go and find you? Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram. That's like my primary social platform. Um, it's she vibes high. So yeah, she vibes high. And then she vibes is where you could find me. And I'm slowly coming up on other platforms, but for the most part, those are my two main areas, my website and shevibeshigh.com. So find me, say hi, connect with me. I love knowing who the followers are. And especially if you came from hearing me from this podcast, let me know and I'll give you some love. Yeah, no, so good. I will link everywhere to connect with you in the show notes. So if anyone's driving, you know, running or anything, everything will be in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you give it a rating and review. It takes two moments of your time and really does make a difference in growing this community and showing support for the show. Make sure to stop by and say hi on social media, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me, tag our guest, and hashtag the show, and share it out on your Instagram stories so that I can share it out on mine and I will slide into your DMs to say hello. Until next week, everyone, until next Monday, I will see you then. Namaste.